0: Hey girls, hey, welcome to the first series of 2023. I'm very excited for this year, ladies. I believe God is going to work through all of us in this year in amazing ways. If that sounds scary or weird, that's okay. That's why I wanted to start off 2023 with this specific series. So without waiting any longer, let's begin Say Yes series. I hope y'all had a great first week of this year. I certainly have. It started off with a clean new slate and surrounded by family. I got to see my friends at school for a day and then leave to go to Passion Conference in Atlanta and then come back for the weekend and go hiking with my family. Maybe your year hasn't looked like that, though. Maybe your 2023 fresh start wasn't so fresh. I want to start off by saying I'm sorry. Life has thrown whirlwinds at lots of people this year so far, and I'm sure I'm going to get lots of them throughout the year even if it didn't start that way. This year is going to be full of challenges, good and bad ones, and I'm going to give out one of the firsts that hopefully won't be an upsetting challenge. Maybe difficult, but definitely joyful and not sad. Over the next few weeks and throughout the series, I want us to challenge ourselves to say yes to God, no matter what the question is, no matter where we're told to go, no matter what we're told to do, to just open-handedly tell God, I'm here, send me. We're going to talk about different people in the Bible and how they did it. And I want you to think about your own challenges and where you haven't allowed God to work in your life yet, where you haven't given him the access. And I want you over the next few weeks to allow him to be to be in that area in your life and And to say yes to the Lord. And I believe it's going to change all of our lives tremendously. So, this week's challenge is going to be saying yes to living a life with Christ. And to do that, we're just going to kind of look at a few different verses. I'm going to leave you with more of a few questions and thought points rather than telling you what to do, because living a life with Jesus is truly a personal relationship. And with that, I want you to know that whether you've been a Christian for a while, whether you're a new Christian, or whether you just stumbled along the podcast, I want to say hello, welcome. But we can all learn something from this because living a life with Jesus is a continual process and saying yes to that is also a continual process because the devil will constantly try and get in our head and have us stray away from Jesus and God. And so I want us to really focus on this year returning back to him and then living out that way. And so we're going to spend a lot of our time in the four gospels and kind of just nitpick at what living a life with Jesus is going to look like. And then I'm going to leave you with some questions and hopefully just have those roll around in your mind until we meet back here next week. We're going to be looking at two different people, well, a group of people and then a person, and we're going to be starting in Mark 1, verse 16, and I just want to give you a little bit of background story. Jesus has just been baptized by his cousin John, who thought he was definitely not the correct person to do it, but he says in verse 15, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe in the good news the next verse, my Bible has it headed as Jesus calls his first disciples. So as Jesus walked besides the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. He said, come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little bit farther, he saw the sun, the he saw James, the son of Zebedee and his brother, John, in a boat preparing their nets without delay. He called them and they left their father Zebedee and the boat with the hired men and followed him. What I always love about this is how many times for my younger folks out there, if mom says, clean your room, or you have a college you have a paper due in college how many times are we often procrastinating on those things we're like i'll do it later or not even do it at all hopefully you do the paper for college <laughs> but there are things that we are told to do and we are asked to do and we just don't end up doing them whether that be we ran out of time we decided to do something else instead there are so many reasons But I love it that it's important enough to God that he added it in the Bible where he said, at once they left their nets and followed him. Without delay, they called him and they left their son Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. In Matthew 4 verse 21, it says, going from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in the boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing the nets. And Jesus called to them, verse 22, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. There is seemingly no hesitation in these men when Jesus says, come, follow me. They get up and they go. I don't know if in the real thing there might have been some confusion or some, hey, no, 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 don't go. I need your help. But it's important enough. It's not important enough to add that. It's important enough, though, to add that they immediately got up and left. They did as they were told and happily obliged to go with Jesus. The next verses are going to be in Luke 18, starting in verse Let's see, Um, verse 21. So to give you some backup story, you've probably heard this before, but a certain ruler asks Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus simply says, keep the commandments. And the man says, I've kept these forever. And so we're going to start this one thing. Starting here in verse 22, when Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And when he heard this, talking about the certain ruler, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jumping down to verse 26. Those who heard this asked, who then can be saved? Because Jesus said, how hard it is for the wretched to enter the kingdom of God. And Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with you. Peter said to them, We have left all we have to follow you. So Peter's essentially like saying, Praise us, God, you know, we've, or congratulate us. We've done everything that you've asked us to do to follow you. In verse 29, Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home, or parents, or wives, or brothers, or sisters, or children, for the sake of the kingdom of God, will fail to receive many times in this age and in the age of eternal life. So one thing, while the whole story is great, and I'm sure you've heard this story of like, don't be rich, you know, because rich people can't necessarily get to heaven. I want to take a different turn on this and go back to the certain ruler. Jesus tells him, you lack one thing, sell everything, give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven for doing what you're doing. And then you can come follow me. And the ruler went, Welp, I got my riches and I like my riches, so see you later. Sorry, can't do that. Guess I just won't have eternal life. And he walks away. And yet when Jesus says, Come and follow me, the disciples get up and go. Not knowing what's going on. The man knew what he had to do. And the disciples didn't. But the ruler left. He said no to living a life for Jesus. You and I have the chance every day we wake up to be like the ruler or to be like the disciples. Say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to take you where you take me today. It'd be like the ruler and be like, you know, this, the money, the lust, the partying, the whatever, the sin is a lot of fun. So we're just going to stay right here, God. We're going to stay right here. Which Life truly sounds better. One where you can have abundant treasures in heaven and abundant joy and love and encouragement and compassion here on earth as well. And a God who truly loves you and wants to get to know you or your sins that you have to keep on feeding and draining yourself for. Would you rather wake up in the morning knowing you have something to live for and look forward to? Or knowing that you have to get to the next drug, the next party, the next club, whatever. Because you have become a slave to it and you don't know how to stop it. Are you willing... To leave everything for an abundant life or keep everything and live a lacking, insufficient, depleting life. God, I just want to welcome you into this place and into this time I'm going to have with whoever's listening. And Father, you tell us and mark for whoever has ears let them hear. And God, I need to know that so many times in my life. And so Father, I just pray with this challenge I'm giving myself and I'm giving these ladies and men that you would truly help us have our eyes set on you and all of the worldly things behind us. God, as Jesus says, say and get behind me. Father, I pray that you would be in the forefront of our lives and we would have everybody else see that. God, with this challenge, I pray that you would remind us of it constantly. And um just help us become more like you in everything we do. God, I pray over this time and God I just pray that it would be put to good use and you'd be glorified through all of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.